Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, the podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Like, no, you don't have to have an index. My football boots live at four linen cupboard, you know, <laughs> linen cupboard lane. <laughs> it's so satisfying, truly, when you think, I need this item. I know exactly where it is. Very first episode of Little Home Organised. I'm very excited to be here, Lil. How about you? Pretty pumped. We've been talking about this for a long time, so I'm glad we're finally recording and getting ourselves out on the air. Yes, I think there are a lot of people who are feeling like organisation is something that they would really like to be a little bit more on top of, so what better time than now? But I think before we get into it, we probably need to tell our listeners just who we are so that they can have a little bit of background about us. Sure thing. So I'm Lily. I have a bachelor's in psychology and I'm really interested in knowing how organisation and mindfulness around how we live our lives in our homes uh, affects our happiness. And so I have a huge interest in organisation in general. I'm also a pretty organised person. I'm a mum of a four-month-old and I've just actually spent the last couple of years living abroad with my husband in the US, Canada and New Zealand in a variety of jobs where organisation was key. What about you, Bon? So I'm Bonnie and I'm a professional organiser. I have been running a company now for nine and a half years called Little Miss Organised and before that I was a primary school teacher. Uh, I'm also a mum of three five, four and two. And I'm married to a shift worker. And of course, when we uh, were pregnant with our first child, we decided to buy a fixer upper and spent five and a half years renovating it. So organization is my middle name, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So when you think back to your younger years, Bon, when did you realize that you had a bit of a weird obsession with getting organized? I think it was in our second year of marriage when my husband got shafted to Townsville, which is in far north Queensland, Australia, and uh, we had six weeks to move. And when I moved up there, I got a teaching position taking over someone else's classroom in the middle of the year. There were all these old dusty resources in the cupboards and things that I knew that we weren't really using. And so I went through and I culled and sorted and organised and cleaned that classroom to within an inch of its life. And I stepped back afterwards and thought, oh, this feels really good. And I knew then that I had done something wonderful. And six months later, I started Little Miss Organised and I started helping other people do the same thing and reclaim space and time and um, just feel pretty wonderful about making a really good transformation in their home. I really love helping people take their clutter and turn the chaos into calm and just especially working with mums and dads and families and helping them reclaim that space and you know be proud of the efforts that they've done like all of a sudden it's normal for you to show your visitors your walk-in robe because you're so excited that you've finally organized it like I can think of times when people have come over and I've felt the opposite I've been sprung and they've you know rocked up to the house unannounced and I've thought, oh, I have not had time to organise. 
Mm. Or they'll come inside and I'll say things like, oh, excuse the mess, <laughs> mm. you know. Yeah, and especially when you've got the cleaner coming and you think, oh, quick, the cleaner's coming tomorrow. I've got to actually clean up before they come. I mean, why is that something that we feel like we have to do? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things to do with organisation that will improve people's home lives where they have can have a lot more of an open door policy for those unexpected visitors. And today our topic is really going to dive into that. And I think if you feel like getting organised is a really big priority for you, but you're just not sure where to start, we've got a organising cheat sheet that would be perfect for you. So if you go to our website, littlehomeorganised.com.au forward slash organising cheat sheet, you'll actually find the formula that we use at Little Miss Organised to organise any space and every space. So it's called the five P's and that's just a little freebie from us to you to help you get started on your organising journey. Today's topic is all about getting organised and how it will change your life. And there's a couple of things that we'd like to mention. Reasons why you should get organised and reasons why it will actually change your life. Now, keeping in mind there's many, many reasons that we feel it is obviously going to improve your quality of life, your day-to-day living. So we've kind of narrowed it down, I think, to what I would call our top five Uh, reasons that getting organised will change your life. And the first of those reasons is because when you are organised, you can actually find the things that you need the first time. I mean, we've all had that situation where we can't find the car keys and we need to get in the car quickly. And that frustration that ensues and you're just madly searching for things and you're getting more and more stressed and flustered and overwhelmed. I'm getting stressed and flustered just thinking about it. So being able to find things when we need them is really important. And the way that we actually find things when we want them is we need to have a home for them. Because if we don't have a home for the items, how can we know where to find them? It's a bit like if you think about our street addresses. We all live on this particular street and our house is this particular number. And we live in this suburb, in this city, in this state, in this country. The same thing has to actually apply for the stuff in your homes. Like, no, you don't have to have an index. My uh, football boots live at four linen cupboard, you know. <laughs> linen cupboard lane. <laughs> Fourth shelf on the left of linen cupboard lane in my house. But you do actually need to have a home for everything so that when you need those football boots, they are exactly where you left them. It's so satisfying, truly, when you think, I need this item, I know exactly where it is. I don't know if you've been in this position before, but I can remember times where I've not been able to find something. I've then gone to the shops and bought said item only to months down the track yes. find it. And that's happened to me a bit because I actually live a lot in of my life in boxes, having lived overseas, as I've mentioned, in several different countries. We take certain items with us because we pack pretty light. And then, you know, a lot of my life has been in boxes. So I'm like, oh, did I end up decluttering that? Did I throw that? Did I donate that? Is it in a box? Have I just misplaced it? I go and buy it and then I find it. And that's when an organized system is really important. That's very true. That frustration of buying duplicates because you've lost the first one. I mean, how many times have you bought a birthday card for someone and you've put it in a safe place and then you forget where that safe place is? Mm. But imagine if you actually had a gift wrap station and a box, you would know that that birthday card was sitting in that box ready and waiting for when that birthday actually arrives. Yes. And so I think being able to find things when you need them, having a home for those things – 
That is one way that being organized definitely does help. I also think the biggest gift it gives you is having more time. And that would be the second thing I would say that organization, the way it changes and improves your life. And do you know what? Out of all the resources in the world, like gold, silver, copper, iron, all those things, what's the one that you spend and you can't ever get back? It's your time. And a lot of people don't actually realize that. When you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another thing. So when you're saying no to I can't come to the party because I have to tidy my house. That means that you're missing out on that chance for relationships and social interaction and things like that. So when you're actually more organized, you can say yes to those random impromptu social engagements because you don't actually have to spend that time organizing, shifting stuff at home um, and, and trying to stay on top of the chaos. Yeah. And I think it can be really subtle. It can be that snowballing effect of jobs that need to be done in your house. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to do this thing. And then, oh, you happen to have, you're a parent. So your child says, oh, I need, I need X, Y, Z. And you're addressing that problem with that child. But to address that problem with that child, to be able to finish your job, to be able to get out the door, you need to find that item. But you don't quite know where that item is, but you think it's in that room. And then suddenly not having those good systems in place is depriving you of the time where you actually want to spend your day doing things that you want to do. And so it's not always really obvious. It can be really subtle and we can look back on our day and think, what did I even do today? Or why didn't I end up going to that place that I said I was going to go and and do that thing? I mean, how many times have you said, oh, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to unwind and try and do some exercise or maybe I'll even have a bath tonight or whatever relaxes you. But then you look back and you think, oh, why didn't that happen? Was it the fact that I changed my mind or was it the fact that Suddenly the day disappeared from me and I'm not quite sure how that happened. It can be something seriously subtle that leads you to feeling a little bit deprived of time to do the things you actually do want to do. And I think something that really helps you have more time is when you've got a good system in place. So when you're setting up your paperwork, actually invest the time in doing it properly so that when mail comes in, you know how it's to get actioned and where it's to go if you need to store it long term, Mm -hmm. rather than... I'll just dump it on the table and leave it for later. Because when we do that, we're actually being really unkind to our future self. And I know the amount of times that I've looked back and thought, if only I had cleaned those dishes yesterday, if only I had finished that cycle or finished that task yesterday, rather than today, I've woken up and I feel like I'm already behind and I'm chasing my tail because I didn't finish it yesterday. I feel that way about kitchens. Kitchens are my thing. Like I feel like it's the central hub of the house. And each night I love to have it back to a beautiful clean slate. When I get up in the morning, it means that I've got a fresh start. It means that anything's possible. It could be as dramatic to say that anything could be baked, anything could be cooked, but really (laughs) it's just about starting from scratch, starting from square one and having everything be clean, hygienic, but it's just, it's that sense of calm to start your day. I feel like if you start your day in chaos, it can like kind of tilt things mm. and it can alter how you feel depending on how sensitive you are to your environment as well. I think a clean slate is really important for your mental health as well. And that's the third thing that I want to talk about because getting organized actually does improve your mental health. And that starting with the clean slate, I think is the most important thing. If you've had a rough night's sleep and you've got to get up and still chase your tail from yesterday, then what sort of mood does that put you in? And I know that as a parent and as a a wife, I'm probably not in my best form when 
I'm starting the day already behind. So for me, school lunches, for example, they have to be done the night before. Otherwise, the morning of trying to get ready for school, kindy and drop off, I'm just a raging mess. And my poor kids think, who is this crazy woman that is our mother? And I just don't think that's that's me in my best state. And I don't think that that Mm. starts me off on a good slate for the day. So that's why it's really important to be prepared the night before and make your day following day a little bit easier. And I think it really helps you have a better frame of mind and be a nicer person to be around. Seriously. And like anything you can do to reduce your stress, unnecessary stress and anxiety in your life is going to be such a positive addition. So if you can spend some time setting up those systems and getting a bit more organized and changing the way you run things in your house a little bit to optimize how your household functions, it will affect your mental health. And on the track of mental health, there are many things that affect people in many different ways. For some people, seeing clutter around their house is crippling. For other people, clutter around their house is not something that they would necessarily notice. It's comforting for some people. It's a security blanket for some. Yeah, and like they, and you know, that's something that they need and we all have those security blankets in our life and that might be one way that it, it manifests for them. So it's different for everybody. So if the clutter in your house is crippling you, absolutely addressing that issue is bound to improve your mental health. I would bet on it. A lot of people along that line of mental health, a lot of people are really struggling with the mental load. And this cartoon came out, I think it's a few years ago now, by a French cartoonist called Emma, all about the mental load and how it was an invisible burden. And in her cartoon, she states that mostly women in heterosexual relationships bear the mental load. But I'm happy to report that with my experience of working in homes, I'm seeing a lot of couples really embracing a shared burden of the mental load, which is Mm. really lovely to see. The mental load is all about those tasks that are not tangible. So the remembering that it's someone's birthday and you've got to buy a present for them, the remembering that it's the cupcake drive at school, the Mother's Day raffle, the this, the that, and oh, I've got to call the bank and double check on our loan and I need to book the gardener to do this. Just all these tasks that don't have any sort of tangibility to them, but they still need to be done to keep a household functioning. And they can be crippling if one person is carrying all that load all by themselves. The clearest way I can describe the mental load is if you imagine your house is a big long hallway and you see lots of rooms on either side, as you walk Down that hallway, you look to your left and you see the child's bedroom and you see that shirt, that pants that need picking up and you walk into the room and you pick that up. And then you look and you see that book and you think, oh, that's a school book. That has to go in the library bag. I need to pick that up and take that and put that up in the library bag. You continue down the hall. And as you're walking down the hall, you look to the right and you see something in your lounge room and you see that item and you think, oh, that's not supposed to go there. Oh, that's that bill. Oh, did I pay that bill? Oh, no, I did pay that bill. Oh, no, I didn't pay my car insurance though. I better go address that. And you pick up that item and suddenly you're thinking about the car insurance item and you're walking down the house and then you start thinking about insurance policies. And are we even with the best insurance policy? And I remember reading that article about that, you know, that financial advisor, and he was saying that you should do this. What did he say? I really need to get that book. Where is that book? Actually, that book's in storage. I should probably get that book out of storage. I wouldn't know which box it's in. I didn't organize it. My goodness, we could go down this. Wow, you're exhausting me just talking (laughs) about it. (laughs) But that's the that's the mental load. So that's going on in someone's head. 
But the person who's sitting at the end of the hallway sees that person walk down the hallway and they have no idea what's going on in their head. That's and so true. that's the idea of the mental load is that someone is carrying that and we're all carrying a mental load, but being aware of who carries the, um, what mental load, what mental processes, what mental baggage in your house, is it fair, is it even? When we think about improving our mental health, I think identifying the mental load is a huge part of getting organised because when you create better systems in your household, you can start to take things out of your head but also you can share that load evenly with you and your partner, however the load is distributed in your house. And that brings me to my next point, which is all about having better relationships. Because I think when we're in a better state ourselves, then we can be the best version that we can be as a wife, as a mother, as a partner. And I certainly know that when I'm feeling chaotic and cluttered because my area around me is chaotic and cluttered, then I'm probably not the nicest person to be around and I'm probably not the most compassionate and empathetic, especially to my family. And I know that that really affects my relationships. I think about how we view ourselves and how that affects our mental health. So if you come into your home and your ideal self is someone who's got their life together, is really organized, is a go-getter, is this, is that, whatever you idolize, if that's the idea you have of who you want to be and you look at your home and it makes you feel poorly of yourself, it makes you feel really negative about your qualities it makes you feel let down by your own actions. If you become bogged down in in who you are because of how your home looks, then that's not working for you. So if you become more organized, that can definitely be a huge improvement on how you feel. There's this weird old quote that I remember from when I was a teenager. I think I printed it out and stuck it on my wall for ages, but I it really did speak to me. It's quite simple. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions, your actions become your character and your character becomes your destiny or something along those lines. But it was really true because it highlighted that something as simple and innocent as a thought in your head can soon become who you are and how you act on an everyday basis. And then if we're not feeling good about ourselves, that's then going to affect our relationships with others. So when we're talking about your ideal self versus your actual self, if there is that disconnect, obviously your expectations of what your ideal self need to change, or you need to address those things so that you can start living the life that you really feel passionately about living. So it's about bridging the gap between reality and the ideal. Yeah, beautifully put which is something that we talk about a lot in our sessions with clients because we often have an ideal version of ourselves. I'd like to be Betty Crocker doing a 12-course meal uh, for 20 guests every weekend. Thanks very much. And the reality is we have three small people and that's not actually going to happen because I don't have time to do a 12-course meal, nor um, do I have the space to actually host 20 people. So bridging the gap is a really big step towards getting organized and actually making that list and crossing things off the list that don't actually apply and that are not very real anymore. So the final reason being organized will improve your life has been so clearly demonstrated in 2020. COVID-19 of course hit. And I think if you're being organized when a crisis 
like 2020 happens or unexpected emergencies. So maybe you live somewhere where you get tornadoes, hurricanes and other natural disasters. One of the things that has been highlighted during coronavirus is how much our lives run in a certain order. And this pandemic has totally changed that. Suddenly our lives have in their day-to-day running has changed. So some people are suddenly working from home and they've never done that. And they're taking Zoom meetings in their house and suddenly they're homeschooling their children or, you know, doing distance education. We're not going to people, not going to coffee shops, doing all these things that they were doing, depending on where you live and how that's changed for now. But it totally changed our lives. If you think about your household, how did your household cope when all those changes happened? If you're someone in Australia who suffered through the bushfires recently this year, do you look back and think, oh, I thought I was prepared, but I'm not as, I wasn't prepared and I've changed how I organize things in my household in case that ever tragically happens to us again? One of the uh, systems that we encourage all our clients to use is the grab and go folder. And the grab and go folder is your essential paperwork that you might also have a scanned copy on the cloud, but you actually need the physical copy. So like your passport, your birth, will, yep, your birth certificate, your marriage certificate, um, a copy of your insurance and rates and stuff like that, just for those identity points. So um, if you lose everything in, say, a fire and you have to go and prove your identity because or your wallet's been stolen or something like that, you actually need a bunch of stuff to prove who you are. So having that grab and go folder means that when the siren goes that a cyclone is coming and you've got to get out now you can grab that folder and you can go and get your family to safety knowing that you've still got the documents that you need to recover and rebuild once the crisis is over. So I think you can see that even with these five simple points, your life is improved with more organisation and there's plenty more things that organisation will do to improve your life from (laughs) saving money to really taking care of things that we really value and keeping them in their best state. There are so many things that being organized can do for you. So Bonnie, we've talked about this topic. Now, how can we go ahead and help ourselves get into the mindset to get ready to get organized? So each week we're going to do a tidy task and a tidy task is a simple practical way that you can take some of the tips that you've learned from this episode and apply them in a very practical and functional way in your life. And this week's tidy task is just two questions. So I want you to ask yourself, when I'm more organized, I will dot, 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 fill in the blanks. So someone might say, when I'm more organized, I will have time to do sewing. When I'm more organized, I will be able to find my car keys. When I'm more organized, I will have time to go on a date with my spouse. Wouldn't that be nice? I miss the old date night. Yes, me too. But you have to bring it back. You have to get very intentional with it when you become a mother or a father because otherwise they just go out the window. The second question that I want you to ask yourself is, how do you want your house to feel? So do you want it to feel functional, beautiful, welcoming, comfortable, I want you to pick two or three words that describe how you want your house to feel. And what I would do with those words is put them up somewhere where you can look at them and be reminded of the feeling you want to have when you declutter your home. So maybe it's somewhere that you're going to look at it every day at the top of a mirror in your bedroom or a mirror in your bathroom or on your fridge, something that you're going to look at consistently 
Or maybe you have just one specific space in your house you think, that's the room I want to tackle. So what you could do is put that message in that room so that when you look at that room and you see it and you're dissatisfied, you look at that word and think, I can have that. And that is really inspiring and it's helping me feel motivated to get in here and tackle this. It's a goal to be able to look towards that end result and think, I know where I want to go and so I know how to get there on this journey and I know why I'm doing it because I think once we know our why, then it's easier to know our way. Now, if you're anything like me, when you get really excited about something, you just want to get in there and do it. It's definitely a part of my personality. I just get really pumped up. So if that's you and you're listening and you're thinking, yes, I'm finally feeling ready. I'm going to go into that room and start, "Ah, I'm not quite sure how. Well, we mentioned earlier that we have this cheat sheet that we've made The idea of that cheat sheet is it's just a simple layout that you can apply to any room in your house, five basic concepts that will take you from the cluttered space that you see right now, and it will help you get organized so that it becomes the space that you are hoping it will be. Really simple. And you can just head to that link, which was littlehomeorganized.com.au slash organizing cheat sheet. But first, it's time for Clutter Confessions. Oh, I'm excited for this segment on our show. So we all know that we hold on to things, sometimes a bit longer than we need to, and it accumulates and ends up being clutter in our house. But sometimes we hold on to things that are just plain weird, and we hold on Mm. to them for a really long time. Mm. And on Clutter Confessions, uh, it is an opportunity for our listeners, you guys, to call in And you can leave an anonymous confession of something weird that you've held on to for a really, really long time. But I really feel like we've all got that one thing at least that's a bit wacky. So how about we listen to today's anonymous call and see what uh, weird thing they've held on to? Hey guys, my clutter confession is I have had this weird looking marionette puppet doll. It's a Mexican looking man that I've had with me in four different houses and I, I don't even know where it come from but I thought maybe one day that it might be worth something and I just it's not it's it's rubbish and I've taken it with me to four different houses I have it here with me right now and it's creeping my kids out oh yep bit weird <laughs> <laughs> hey look whatever floats your boat mate <laughs> no I love it I think that is kooky and I love the fact that it's Followed him through multiple houses. Yes. I think you truly treasure something if you've packed it up and moved it with you (gasps) to more than one location. You know, one of the share houses I lived in, they had, this is kind of a weird thing that they kept. I Mm. can't remember where they got it from, but they had a human mannequin like Mm -hmm. you see in a shop. Mm -hmm. And I think her name was, they named her Alice. And they dress her up in different outfits. And the house was like three stories. I know it sounds super glamorous. And <laughs> they'd hide Alice in different places. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, it was horrifying. And apparently one time when they were um, – they had a rental agency there mm-hmm. showing the house, mm-hmm. they hid Alice in one of the closets. <gasps> Skeletons in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, totally horrifying. <laughs> Absolutely. Creepy, creepy Alice. Um, <laughs> bon, you're a professional organiser. People might think you don't hang on to anything weird, but I reckon everybody does. What's a weird piece of clutter you've held on to? Well, when I was a child, I had a very realistic dream of becoming an Olympic swimmer. Breaststroke was my uh, stroke of choice. And one of my Olympic idols was gold medalist Kieran Perkins. And his race 
um, that he was exceptionally good at was the freestyle 1500 metres. And him being so famous, they brought out a gold coin, a dollar gold coin in Australia with his face on it. And I must have gotten it somehow as a child. It's followed me all around Queensland and is still in my memory box to this day. Mm. And even though I declutter my memory box every six or 12 months, I still look at it with great fondness and think, oh, that was such a nice dream to have as a child. And even though it was completely unrealistic and I never trained hard enough to even get anywhere close, I still look at that coin and it makes me smile. Oh, good old Kieran, the myth, the man, the legend. (laughs) Do you know what? I actually met him as well a few years ago. Really? Yeah. At one of the fundraising events um, for the orphanage that our family's really involved in, he was there. And I think he was there through a connection from our mother knowing his mother in Weight Watch days or something like that, Weight Watchers. And um, yeah, I got to meet him, got a photo with him and realised that, yeah, that dream came to a realisation. It was it was fantastic. It was good closure, that's for sure. Oh, so was he like an idol or was there a little bit of a crush there? Oh, there's definitely a bit of a crush when I was a kid because he was, he was quite handsome. Was that weird then meeting him? Were you like a bit giddy? I was a little bit. I did have a little bit of star um, shock and couldn't probably formulate my words all that well. No. Yeah, that was a bit embarrassing. But <laughs> you know what? He's probably forgotten me, so that's yeah. okay. I've got my photo to prove it happened. <laughs> I can sleep at night. <laughs> we would love to hear your clutter confessions. I know you'll have them. We've all held on to something weird, wacky and wonderful. So to anonymously record your confession for the show and you may be featured, what you need to do is head to our Facebook page, Little Home Organised Podcast. Once you're there, you send us a private message and just send it as an audio file. Super simple. We'll also post how to do that as a reminder And it can be totally anonymous. Don't worry, we won't name and shame you. And never fear, we're all just a little bit weird anyway. Well, that's it for this week's episode. We hope you're feeling inspired to get organised. We want to thank you for subscribing to our podcast and listening. We really appreciate you taking the time to have us in your ears. Next week, the wardrobe woes. But it'll be a great episode. It's going to be the nitty gritty how to declutter and organize your wardrobe. And we all do have a wardrobe woe and we'll tell you exactly what that is next week. But until then, remember, progress, not perfection. See you next week. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world. Thanks.